This is Change Your Mindset Podcast, the podcast that helps change your life by helping change the mindset of the 99% into the 1% mindset. Here's your host, Adrian Gomez. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Change Your Mindset. As always, I'm your host, Adrian Gomez. So recently, I'm sure majority of people have been seeing a article that was published by MSNBC. So you might have heard some people like Elon Musk or Joe Rogan talking about it. So an article that was published by MSNBC talks about working out and how if you work out, you are a far right and you are a white supremacist and you are a Nazi apparently just because you work out. And this was actually published on March 22nd, 2022 by MSNBC. By Cynthia Miller Idris, MSNBC columnist. This was an actual article that was published. So I'm going to read you the article and you can for yourself see how absurd this is. So the title is, Pandemic Fitness Trends Have Gone Extreme. Literally. Why Supremacist's latest scheme to valorize violence in hypermasculinity has gone digital. Physical fitness and violent hypermasculinity have always been central to the far right. It appears the far right has taken advantage of pandemic at-home fitness trends to expand its decade-plus radicalization of physical mixed martial arts, MMA, and combat sports spaces. Earlier this month, researchers reported that a network of online fastest fitness chat groups on the encrypted platform Telegram are recruiting and radicalizing young men with neo-Nazi and white supremacist extremist ideologies. Initially lured with health tips and strategies for positive physical changes. New recruits are later invited to closed chat groups where far-right content is shared. Physical fitness has always been central to the far-right in Mein Kampf, Hitler fixated on boxing and Jiu-Jitsu, believing they could help him create an army of millions whose aggressive spirit and impeccably trained bodies combined with fanatical love of the fatherland would do more for the German nation than any mediocre tactical weapons training. In more modern times, far-right groups have launched mixed martial arts and boxing gyms in Ukraine, Canada, and France. Among other places, Focus on training far-right nationalists in violent hand-to-hand combat and street fighting techniques. It's caught the attention of intelligence authorities, especially in Europe, where various reports have noted the role of combat sports and MMA is radicalizing and promoting far-right violence. A series of collaborative efforts between governments, national sports associations, and local gyms in places such as Germany, Poland, and the United Kingdom have introduced intervention and prevention programs. The U.S. is comparatively far behind, which will only become more and more problematic, especially since the phenomenon is growing in the country, building on the established fight club culture of MMA far-right extremists. The leader of a Maryland skinhead group, for example, once ran a gym to recruit and train white supremacists in mixed martial arts. Four members or associates of the racist, violent, rise above movement, RAM, 
the self-described premier MMA club of the alt-right, pled guilty to conspiracy to riot after the 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. An online propagandist for the now-defunct group was spotted among protesters on January 6 last year. When members of the white supremacist group Patriot Front marched in Washington, D.C. in December 2021, they were accompanied by a new media outlet created by Ram's founder, Robert Rundo, who is working to create a network of far-right MMA active clubs in the U.S. and abroad. The intersection of extremism and fitness leans into a shared obsession with the male body, training, masculinity, testosterone, strength, and competition. Physical fitness training, especially in combat sports, appears to the far right for many reasons. Fighters are trained to accept significant physical pain, to be warriors, and to embrace messaging around solidarity, heroism, and brotherhood. It's championed as a tool to help fight the coming race war and the street battles that will precede it. Recruits are encouraged to link individual moral virtues such as willpower, decisiveness, and courage, with desired collective traits such as virility and manliness. This also works in reverse, with white supremacists encouraging potential recruits or activists to stay in good physical shape as a way of managing self-presentation to the public. The neo-Nazi blogger Andrew Anglin advised his followers that fat people should be required to commit to losing weight if they are to stay involved with groups or in person gatherings, noting that continued obesity should not be tolerated. With recruitment now moving from physical gyms to chat rooms, live stream fights, tournaments, festivals, and even combat sport video games, we're seeing extremist fighting culture being combined with an entertainment culture that already valorizes violence and hypermasculinity. Fitness, of course, is a staple and a hobby for many people, for whom it is enjoyable and rewarding for brain health and overall well-being. Physical fitness channels dopamine, adrenaline, and serotonin in ways that literally feel good, interwinning those feelings with hateful and dehumanizing ideas, while promoting the concept that physical warriors are needed to create the strength and dominance to defend one's people from a perceived enemy makes for a dangerous and powerful cocktail of radicalization. For those of us working to find better pathways to reach at-risk youth, understanding the ways that far-right groups recruit and socialize youth in ways that go well beyond rhetoric and ideas is crucial. It's critical that leaders, including parents, physical trainers, gym owners, coaches, and others in the fitness world understand how online grooming and recruitment can intersect with spaces that we generally think of as promoting health and well-being. The realm of online fitness now provides a new and ever-expanding market for reaching and radicalizing young men, and it requires our targeted focus and resources to try and stop this cycle. And that is the end of the article. A lot of things I read and see nowadays I think is ludicrous, just like this article. If you work out, if you do any type of physical activity, sports, like I say, it's MMA, any type of physical activity, you are being compared to white supremacists, to the Nazis. That's how bad our society is getting. 
if you want to be healthy, if you want a long life, obviously you need to be healthy, you work out, you get in shape. But now if you do that, you're a racist. How does that make any sense? You know, I always preach, be the best version of yourself, physically, mentally, financially. Physically is very important. If you are not healthy, you're not going to have a long life. You're going to have a lot of problems. You're going to get sick very often. But now all of a sudden, same thing like brands. Nowadays, there's a brand called Gymshark. I'm sure people who work out know about Gymshark. They used to be a brand that shows people that work out, that are in good shape, that are healthy. Now they promote people that are overweight in their clothing, and they're promoting that now. At the end of the day, it is your body. You can do whatever you want with it. It's your body, your decision. But people need to realize that when you are overweight, there's money to be made. When you are sick, there is money to be made. Any type of negativity these people promote onto you is for them to make money. So think about it. Your body takes care of you. So if you nurture your body, give it healthy food, you keep yourself in shape, when you get sick, your body fights back and takes care of you. It gets you back to being healthy again. It fights all those diseases for you. That is how your body is made. But if you do not take care of your body, if you eat all these foods that destroy your body, make you gain weight, make you feel sick, make you feel tired, lazy... Your body cannot fight any diseases. It cannot take care of you because you are damaging your body. And if you want to get into the sinister side of it, they make money off of you being overweight. So, let me explain. When you're eating bad food, you gain weight. And like I said, you feel sick, you get lazy, you don't feel good, certain body parts start hurting. So what do you do? Majority of people will go to the doctors. What does the doctor prescribe? Medicine. They usually don't tell you, you need to lose weight, you need to start eating healthier foods. Majority of the time, they don't tell you that. They prescribe medicine for you, and they say, take this. This will get rid of the pain. Or you need more vitamins and this. Take these pills. So at the end of the day, Big Pharma is making money off of you. Just because you are sick. But if you were healthy, if you were eating right, you were eating your vegetables, fruits, and so forth, you wouldn't have to go to the doctors because your body will take care of you. But this is how they make money. They want you to be overweight. They want you to be lazy. They want you sick. Because think about it. Everyone that's like that, they go to the doctors and hospitals, right? You're not feeling good. You feel like you're going to have a heart attack. Whatever it is, they make money off of you. And it's an endless cycle because people don't want to be healthy. People don't want to work out. So they just keep prescribing more medicine, more surgeries, whatever it is. And they keep making more and more money off of you. And all this could be prevented if you worked out, not eat all these junk foods as much, eat better and healthier food. All that can be prevented. And I have people in my family that are heavily overweight and they're obviously not very healthy. And most of them have knee problems. Because when you're overweight, all that stress goes to your knees. But did you know, for every pound you weigh, your knees receive four times the amount of stress. That's why a lot of people have knee problems. Because they're overweight. And all that weight puts all that stress and pressure onto your knees. And we're not even talking about also your feet, your ankle. There's a lot of factors that go into this. But it's crazy how society is saying, it's okay, love how you are, 
love your body. It's fine. Who cares what people think about you? This is what they're promoting. They don't promote health anymore, which I think is really sad and messed up. They want people overweight and lazy. They want to make money off you. So they don't care if you are healthy. They want you to be sick for they can keep prescribing you more and more medicine and make more and more money off of you. And this doesn't include the fitness companies that tell you, hey, buy this fat burn if you want to lose weight. Just because you don't want to work out, they take advantage of you because they know you don't want to work out. So what's the next best thing? You buy a fat burner because it's easy. It's not hard to lose weight or keep it off. You just literally have to count your calories, make sure you eat below 2,000, which is the average. Have a high-protein diet because that keeps you fuller longer so you won't be snacking, eating, munching, and all that stuff that a lot of people do. Obviously, you need to work out, do some cardio, burn some extra calories. And if you want to lose weight faster, you can wake up in the morning and work out fasted. When I mean fast, I mean on an empty stomach and do some cardio. You will burn fat faster. And the reason for this is because when you're burning calories, and let's just say you ate already, you're burning calories on the food you ate already. So if you have no food in your stomach, which is why you would be fasted, since there's no food to burn in your stomach, you would be burning the fat. But at the end of the day, you just need to count your calories and not eat more than for the average person would be 2,000 calories per day. And for example, I can see why people easily gain weight and are overweight because obviously they don't count their calories and they eat a lot of fast food. So for example, the average you calories per day is 2,000. So McDonald's meal, Big Mac meal, is 1,120 calories. So once you eat that, for the rest of the day, you have 880 calories to eat left over. Obviously, that's not healthy food, not something you want to be putting in your body because it's not healthy food. It's, I mean, in my opinion, fake food. It's not even real. But the problem is, people don't count the calories. If you're trying to lose weight, be in a calorie deficit and do it the healthy way and don't go to the extreme because obviously you can get sick and that's not the healthy way to lose weight. And like I said, the fitness industry, they make a killing off of you. What I just talked about, they would try to sell you fat burners. They would tell you, here's a meal plan. This is another way for people to make money off of you. I just told you how to lose weight for free. But some people will sell you this information. And that's the truth. Like I said, if you want to lose weight, it's up to you. You can do it. And just think about it. Sometimes healthy food doesn't taste good. In the short term, it doesn't taste good. But in the long term of your health, it's beneficial and it's good for you. Same thing like food that tastes good, fast food, sweets, desserts. It tastes good in the short term. But in the long term, it's bad for you. You can get overweight. You can get sick. It's all about short term and long term. Majority of the population want the short term. They don't care about the long term. And I'm going to read to you right now how severe obesity is. Because a lot of people don't take this seriously. And of course, a lot of people won't be telling you about this as it is. So, what is obesity? Obesity has become a growing public health problem both in the U.S. and worldwide. According to the CDC and the 2017-2018 National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, NHANES, the prevalence of obesity is over 42% in American adults. Childhood obesity rates 
are also rising, with almost one in five children in the U.S. suffering from obesity. But what is obesity? It is more than just carrying a few extra pounds. It is a chronic disease that can lead to worsening health problems. Obesity is based on a measurement called your body mass index, or BMI. You can calculate your BMI using your weight and height and then determine which category below applies to you. The higher your BMI, the greater your risk of developing health problems compared to people in the normal weight category. So here's the classification. For normal weight, your BMI is between 18.5 through 24.9. Risk of health problems, none. For overweights, your BMI would be 25 through 29.9. Risk of health problems, high. Next one is class 1 obesity. Your BMI would be between 30 through 34.9. Risk of health problems, very high. Next one, class 2 obesity. BMI between 35 through 39.9. Risk of health problems, very high. Next one, class 3 obesity. BMI, obesity. Risk of health problems, extremely high. So how deadly is obesity? So in 2016, according to the World Health Organization, WHO, there were around 650 million people worldwide with obesity. Given the current trends, that number will keep going up, as will the number of health problems this group of people may experience. Unfortunately, the number of deaths each year due to having overweight or obesity is at least 2.8 million people. That's from the WHO 2020. When looking at all causes of death, 7% are associated with having a higher BMI. Obesity increases your all-cause mortality or risk of death. In many disease categories, including cancer, cardiovascular disease, etc. But people with obesity are not just dying from being overweight. They are dying from medical conditions that are more severe due to their obesity. These conditions include heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, liver disease, certain cancers, lung problems. Obesity also increases your chances of developing certain serious infections like COVID-19. Because of this increased risk of worsening medical issues, Having obesity may reduce your remaining life expectancy for several years. One study saw that a 40-year-old man with obesity could lose over four years from his remaining life expectancy. Women are also affected by obesity. A 40-year-old woman can expect a 3.5-year reduction in her life expectancy when compared to a person with a healthy weight. This trend gets worse the higher your BMI. People with the most elevated BMIs, also called class 3 or extreme obesity, have the highest estimates of years lost from their remaining life expectancy. Like I said, being overweight, being obese is a very serious issue and it's not talked about enough because nowadays people are just telling you it's okay, be who you are, love your body, all that stuff they feed you. It's unfortunate because I know weight is a very sensitive topic to certain people, and I get it. 
But like I said before, this podcast is to make the best version of you. And I'm always going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And that's how I'm always going to be. Always going to be straight to it. Some people will not like it. Some people will actually understand it and do something about it. Like I said, I have an obligation to you. Not to anybody else. It's to you. For you to be the best version of yourself. Because I can guarantee most of these people that feed you that it's okay to be fat. It's okay to be overweight. It's okay to be obese. Eat whatever you want. They don't care. They don't care about you. Some, Like I said, a lot of these people, a lot of these companies make money off of you being overweight. You being sick. They make so much money off of you. And it's unfortunate and it's pretty sickening in my opinion. But like I said, it's your body. You can do whatever you want with it. It's up to you. Choice is yours. No matter what I say, it's always going to be up to you. I can't force you. I can't tell you what to do. It's up to you. Whatever you want to do, that's your decision. But you need to realize the choice you make is your choice. So if you decide to make the wrong choice, that falls back on you. You have no one to blame but yourself. But if you make the right choice and you become successful, healthy, best version of yourself, that's because of you as well. Nobody else, that's because of you. So close out all those shenanigans you hear from all these people saying that you're a white supremacist, you're a Nazi if you work out, if you do any type of physical activity, or say that you have fat phobia with all this baloney they're telling you. Just ignore it. Go out there and be the best version of yourself. And remember, health is wealth. That's going to be it for this podcast. I appreciate you guys, as always, for listening. Thank you for Patreon member Blade262 for supporting this podcast. It truly does help. If you'd like to be a Patreon member, the link will be in the description below. Thank you guys, as always. I wish you the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Change Your Mindset Podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for a new episode. As always, change your mindset to change your life.